0: Yes, sir, and welcome to The Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. I'm your host, Brock Hendricks, and before I introduce the people that's going to help me navigate this ship, let me tell you how you can participate with us. You can reach us by email at Road to Damascus, that's road the number two, Damascus at iCloud.com, as well as you can follow us on social media at Road to Damascus, that's road the number two Damascus on Instagram as well as Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Any show ideas, any topics, whether you agree, disagree, let us know. We'll love to hear from you. And without further ado, let me introduce the people that's gonna help me navigate this ship today. We are one person short, uh, my guy, Stefan, who's normally with me all the time. He's not here today, so for that, you get a... It seem like
1: he two for two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I have some returning champions with me. Returning to the stage, first and foremost, let me say what's up to... I'm not even going to give all your names. I'm just going to say the rabbi. What's up,
2: everybody? It's good to be back.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. And back by Popular Demand, ladies and gentlemen. I know you heard the voice, but the one, the only, Lolo, say what's up, Lauren. How you doing? How you what's doing? Up, world? <laughs> well, uh, I want to thank you all for joining me today. We uh I think if the pre-show was anything like how this show gonna be, I think it's gonna be an explosive, as uh the song would say back in the day. So um Before we go, I know we've been off the air for a few weeks. I just want to thank you all for continuing to support the show, listening to us. Um, Our uh, mission is to continue to grow the show, get better, and that's what we plan on doing. So uh, just stay with us. Know that we're never going to go away. We'll always be there, and we'll keep doing what we have to do. So uh, Shonda is going to be the one who introduces the topic today because this was her idea for a topic so uh, I'm going to continue to do my moderation thing, but I'm going to let her do her introduction thing. So uh, go ahead and go with the flow, Rabbi.
2: Listen, I have, um, I have noticed not only in my own life, <clears throat> excuse me, not only in my own life, but in the, in the life of some uh, people very close to me that we all seem to have um, a proclivity for the forbidden thing. Things that we've been told not to do, things that we've been told not to say, things that we've been told not to touch, um, or things that we've been told not to desire. It seems like those things become the focal point. So I wanted us to have a conversation about our attraction to those forbidden things. um, But by the topic, suppression leads to obsession.
0: Suppression leads to obsession. Yes. Okay, man. So, you just coming out the gate swinging, huh? Out
2: the gate. Been bucking behind this gate for a
0: minute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, period. He
0: All right. So, I'm a going I'm to a, I'm a shoot to you first, Lo. What do you think when you hear that?
1: Well, for starters, what Shonda is saying is absolutely correct. Everyone struggles with something. Anyone out there that's saying that they don't struggle with something, that they don't want anybody to know or anyone to see or Never to get out, you're gonna have to sit down and give yourself a TED talk because you lying. you lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay? So with that being said, I actually was having a conversation similar to this with my uncle before I got here. and we were talking about the same thing. and one thing that I said to him is, When we do things that we know we're not supposed to do or we find ourselves in situations that we know we're not supposed to be in. And, you know, people say, oh, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to go there. One thing that God judges us on is our heart. So what was your heart's posture? in? like what what was your heart's posture? How did you get to that place? And when you identify how you got to that place and why you're in that place, then you can actually begin to deal with it and make it make sense.
0: Amen. Amen. All right, Rabbi, so back to you. I know you brought it up. So um, what was the impetus for you? I'm going to use that $5 word. Here
2: we go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: What was the impetus for you uh, even wanting to uh, broach this subject?
2: First, let me look that up. Uh, Spell that for me. Okay,
1: (laughs) sound it out too. You know, know (laughs) use it in a sentence.
2: (laughs) I just used it in a
0: sentence. Use it
1: again. Can I get another vowel? Can I get another (laughs) vowel? (laughs) Hey,
0: look, this ain't the Scripps National Spelling Bee. I'm not using words I don't know the uh, the meaning of, or uh, using. Okay, I apologize. (laughs) So, what was the reason that you uh, (laughs) (laughs) that you decided to broach this subject?
2: Um. One of the reasons is, is my own life. Like we, we all have a past. We all have something that we've been um, delivered from or struggle to be delivered from. One of the most, um, I guess hot topics um, is homosexuality or same sex attraction. I think it should be it shouldn't be homosexuality, heterosexuality. It should just be sexuality period. Um, I saw a uh, a Facebook clip, and this probably should be a block is hot segment. But we're here now, so let's go. All
0: right. Well, the block is already hot it's it, from yeah. the pre-show. The from, from, from the from the pre-show. I don't know. I mean, I if it get any hotter, we be Ooh. down here with, with – So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Satan, tell us uh, exactly how uh, you got to this what point. What is your typical day <laughs> <Right? in life? laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we know what he doing, okay? I saw uh, this um this this post on Facebook, and I think it's uh, it's was Superman kissing a dude, yeah,
1: Superman or Spider Man, Spider Man. No, yeah. it would
0: no no it was um it's a, a DC comic that just came out where Superman's son okay is bisexual,
2: okay, okay. and it
0: was an outrage.
2: It should be. We are hyper sexualizing everything for our children. Okay, now back in my day, Superman just was a hero. He just had on his little cape. None of that was even thought about. But the fact that we have suppressed um, um, sexual identity, we have suppressed the conversation about sexuality, period, mm-hmm. that now everybody's obsessed with it in all, and it's coming out in all kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's coming out in same sex attraction, it's coming out with women with women. Uh, men and men, men and women with children, uh, people with animals. It is because we have suppressed the topics about sexuality that we should be having. This has been an issue since the garden. When um, God created the garden, he placed Adam and Eve in the garden. He said, listen, all this is yours. Here they are with 10,000 trees. And he said, the only, you can have all of this except this one, mm-hmm. the, except this one started the, the obsession that has transitioned throughout mankind from that generation all the way to this one, because they then became obsessed with the one tree. Now here you are developing lust. The Bible says it's James one and 14. Each person is tempted when they are drawn away by their own lust and enticed. When you hear you can have it all, but this one now your own lust for that one thing has been enticed. Now you just have opened a portal for the enemy to have something to introduce conversation with you. Now we're having a conversation with him about the forbidden thing. Surely you're not going to die if you eat this tree. He just don't want you to have this tree because he doesn't want you to be like him. Now we're entertaining conversations with the enemy about something we're not supposed to have. Because what God didn't give them, and I'm not criticizing God at all for what he does, but what he didn't give them was an explanation. He just said, here, just don't eat this. That has been the pattern. That has been the problem. And here we are right now, same pattern, same problem in the church. Don't do it. We don't tell you why. Just don't do it. And now we have peaked interest where we said don't, and now we've created an obsession.
0: Hey, man. Hey, man. Um, so why while, while um I extinguish her mic real quick because she was just <laughs> spitting straight fire. Okay. Let me uh extinguish her mic real quick. Um, man, that was, uh, that was a lot. Um, so I, I agree that we do allow a lot of things to be suppressed that we don't talk about. Like you said, sexuality or whatever it is, there's just a lot of taboo things that we just don't talk about, which was the reason we start, even the reason I wanted to start this podcast, because I felt like there were a lot of topics, things that needed to be talked about things that were on the surface bubbling that we weren't talking about because even the, the issue that I even, I'll be honest with you with the, with the Superman thing or his son was there's always a form of sex in these comics. If you see how the women look, how their bodies are drawn, things like that. We, we, we knew that um, Superman was um in love with Lois Lane and things like that. Which is kind of funny that y'all worrying about what his son is doing, but y'all ain't worried about the fact that his mom had sex with an alien from another planet. <laughs> so we ain't gonna even <laughs> I mean you understand what I'm talking about? Like right. like he from another planet and we like we don't have an issue with that. No. Um but it's just been one of those things where um and we've talked about this on this podcast before where the reason we can't have these discussions is because we make people believe that if you have these issues, it's something wrong with you Mm -hmm. where when the Bible says that we are born in sin and shapened in iniquity. So at the end of the day, and I think I've said this before, um, Shonda and Lauren is we believe that people can be born with a, a six finger or, um, a cleft lip, but we don't believe that somebody can be born with mental illness. We don't believe that a person can be born gay because those are the things where, ooh, that's, that part you can't be, you know. So it's just funny to me that those are the things that become subjects that we don't broach because when I think about mental illness, i I'll just pray that away and just, you know, even um, a big thing that we're starting to see now, autism. Like you, Like at the end of the day, there are there. That's why they use the word spectrum right. because there is different forms of autism on the spectrum, but it, it exists. These things exist. We, we are born in a world that is a fallen world. So we are subject when we come into this world to all of the things that a fallen world that would be bestowed upon a fallen world. Right. We, we, we're not exempt from any of those things. We're not exempt from being, from our children being born. Uh, stillborn. We're not exempt from our child being born with half their brain or their heart on side, their chest, right. no matter how much you love the Lord and serve Him, You're not exempt from having a child that's born where they might not be able to develop and things like that. We are subject to all of the things that of, are of this world. So we have to act. stop acting like, well, it can't happen to me. It shouldn't happen to me. That's why there should never be any limits and there should be um, an explanation at the beginning, you said you weren't criticizing God. Absolutely. God knew what he was doing. Right. But at the end of the day, nobody on this earth is God. So you got to do some explaining to me.
2: Right. After after that fallout, okay, after you saw what happened, that they, they, she ate from the tree, and guess what? It was good. Introduced it to her husband. He ate. Now you look at it. You can see right now we are still suffering the fallout from that. So at what point does the church, the parent, whoever decide, perhaps we should have some conversation about this? Because it's kind of like you have a person who struggles with their weight. I have had that issue for a very long time. I'm just at a point right now where I'm comfortable with who I am. And you look good. Thank you, you, you very much. Blessed, Say okay. that, okay? <laughs> but the about it is that when I talk to people, who are struggling with that issue and they're trying to be comfortable with how they look and they're learning to appreciate the body that they have, I always tell them this. This is one thing. It's, it's, they say food is an addiction, that you're a food addict, but it's not like drugs because you can stop taking drugs, you can never not eat. So you really have to develop a different type of relationship with food and understand why you're eating your emotions. What is it that's causing you to choose this kind of thing? And it's usually connected to some type of emotional trauma or trigger that makes you overeat or choose the wrong things or look for comfort in food instead of addressing real issues. That's the numbing agent that this individual has chosen. You can't not eat. Sex, sexuality, sensuality are not going away. You are born with them. They exist on the same vein as spirituality. So you will never not feel sexual or sensuous. You will never not feel the desire to have sex. You don't need anybody to tell you about sex before your body starts to respond sexually to its own stimuli, to endorphins or hormones being dumped in your own body. So by virtue of the fact that you're born, you're going to be sexually stimulated, even if it's by your own dream. Ask a man who wakes up in the morning, You know, and and he has an erection. Nobody has touched him. He's just waking up in the morning. Women learn to appreciate what's between their navel and their knees somewhere around nine years old. And sometimes before that. Absolutely. Or people touching them for whatever the reason is that these things become an issue. Telling people to pray it away or suppress it is only creating more of an obsession about that particular thing. And once that happens, it comes out in all kinds of ways.
0: Absolutely. Well, I... Uh, before I go to you Lauren it's fun so I, um, I, I went to Ohio um I know my cousin's gonna listen to this and be like no you didn't come to Ohio I came to Detroit because she, she had to drive a little further than I did so shout out to you Nick love you but we were having this discussion and I'm not gonna bring up the name but she was talking about she heard this testimony from someone who we know who talked about from the time he was little people noticed he had a feminine streak and things like that. And they tried to, you know, pray and keep praying. And, you know, it was, and he talked about how all everybody would just tell him was just pray it away, pray the gay away and and do this. And your faith isn't there and it's not strong enough and things like that. And he talked about how he cried and slobbered and just praying, Lord, remove this cup from me. Like, take this away, take my desire away to be attracted to men. And he said, at the end of the day, what we need to stop doing is telling people you can pray this away because I because I didn't prayed hours upon hours. I didn't sought counsel from God. I didn't read the word. I didn't fasted. I've done everything that you possibly could tell somebody to do, and it has not taken away my attraction towards men. So what that means is that I'm still attracted to men. So that means that for me to seek a holy God and be subject to a holy God. That is one thing that I am not going to be able to get away from. Mm-hmm. I, I I will have to um, suppress my sexual desire to be pleasing to a merciful God or things like that. So it's like when like you could tell people when well, like I, like my thing is this ain't en- enough praying I can do that's not gonna make me be attracted to women. Ain't enough. Crying, drooling, any of that that's going to be like, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, you know. But I know, because no, even being married. Because you know that when you get married, you're only supposed to have sex with that one person. You don't, I don't stop finding other people attractive. Right. I don't stop, you know, I see the women on Instagram, on Twitter, on television, all that other stuff. You don't stop being attracted to them. Right. But you understand that I have to suppress my desire to sleep with these other women because it's not right.
2: But you are able right, as a man to openly say, I am attracted to other women.
0: Right. And, but no, I, to me, you're right. And I think other people should be able to openly say absolutely that I'm attracted. I'm a man. I'm attracted to other men. Um, or I'm a woman, I'm attracted to other women. So I know, Lauren, we trying to you out, so no, go ahead. It's a,
1: no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just listening. But uh, based off of what you both said, um, number one, just to piggyback on what you said, that's about living in your truth, right? Living in your truth consists of asking yourself the hard questions and making the hard decisions to say, this is how I am. Because at the end of the day, God can change you. He can. He can change and He's you. the
0: only one. He
1: can change your situation. But you have to do the practical things. So what practical things are you doing to help the situation? It starts with being honest. If you wake up every single day and you look in the mirror and you lie to yourself, you are literally going out the world backwards. Because... It's easy to go out in the world and lie to the world, but if you're lying to yourself, how can you actually come out of that place? Or how can you actually grow to say, okay, this is who I am. Now what am I supposed to do with it? How do I manage it? How do I take out the things that I can control? And how do I live with the things that I can't control? When we were sitting here talking, um, I'm sure everybody has heard of Dare. You know, when you at school, and and they have the people come in, they they got the little dog to say Dare and don't do drugs, and mm-hmm. and then all of the kids in the classroom, when they get out of school, they go going to drink and they going to smoke, and like when I was in in I graduated high school in 2009. So when I was in school, that's all the kids was doing was drinking and smoking, but it was it was like. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm about to go get high. Like you want to come? Mm-hmm. You? I'm about to go get drunk. You want to come? Yeah. And our parents would say, "No, you're not supposed to do that. You're. It's. It, you just shouldn't. You just shouldn't do that." But it was never why. It. They never said if if you drink alcohol all the time, this is what it'll do to your liver. If you smoke cigarettes all the time, this is what it'll do to your lungs. They, it it was never an explanation that was given that made it make sense. To to literally say, either if I'm deciding to do this, then this is the risk that I'm taking. And I think, when it comes to the church, we are told don't do it. Like you know, with me, don't have sex before marriage. That's they told us. Don't have sex before marriage. You can get diseases. You can get this. Or you just shouldn't do it. The Bible said you shouldn't do it. Instead of saying, no, you shouldn't have sex before marriage because you can catch a disease. You can get pregnant. This can happen. Your emotions going to be all over the place. Your mind going to be jacked up. You might not be able to sleep some days. (laughs) Just You never, they don't tell you the why behind it. Right.
2: Or they don't give you, I don't mean to cut you No, you are. Come on, Shonda. Or I? they don't give you the real why. Yes. They give you a bunch of reasons, like don't have sex because you don't want to get pregnant. Yeah. You know, don't have sex because we don't want that in our family. Yeah. But they don't tell you that having sex before you get married, get married violates yeah. the covenant with God. Yeah. We don't have those kinds of conversations. And the real reason... Some churches, not all churches, forgot to give that disclaimer because there are some good churches who follow all the rules. We are not talking to you and have no intent or ill will or attempt to offend. Say what you say, Shonda, but, but what you say reason. if it don't apply, let it, fly. let it fly, All right. But the real reason why a lot of these if you get that
0: disclaimer one more time,
2: <laughs> well, she didn't. Say I'm, it, a
0: mute, say no, no. Okay. I'm a mute. No, no, I'm a mute her mic. Why is she doing it? And it's like she gonna be like, hey, this part didn't even show up. You You know I got editing, final editing (laughs) part. So that part ain't even going to be it. No, I'm just playing. Go ahead.
2: But the real reason why the the churches can't have these conversations is because of judgment, shame, and disgust. And most of them doing it, they say. Right. But Mm -hmm. you are disgusted. And the angst that you have when you mention these things is what drives people, uh, because of shame, into the closet of, of secrecy. That is where everything multiplies. You have a person who's drinking, and they can't come to you and have the conversation because of shame. Now they're drinking everything, and now they've moved on to other things because on top of the reason why they're drinking, now they're shamed. Mm -hmm. And we should be ashamed of ourselves for not educating people and pushing them further into the closet and then talking about them for being so far in. Mm -hmm. Where's the help? You can't help without educating people and nobody can heal what they hide. We have got to create better spaces for people to be able to talk about the real things that are happening with them.
0: Without so without more. judgment.
2: Without yes. judgment. Yes. Right. And it's and, hard and, to do. and Well,
0: but the reason yeah. it's hard is because we've fostered an environment of being judgmental. Yes. And also we're judgmental because if I judge you for the things that you're doing, then you won't look at the things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, and I've said this on a previous podcast before, I'm fine with you having all of the premarital straight sex as long as you're not having any gay sex. Right. And it can't be like that because, like you said, sex is sex. Right. And premarital sex is wrong, period. Period. But we don't say that, though any type of like any type of sex outside of marriage is, 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 is wrong period. Right. Or any sex outside of why you're married is wrong, Mm -hmm. but we don't talk about that, but it just, I typically don't always do this, but there is a a podcast that I listen to by a gentleman named Preston Sprinkle. And I really respect and admire Preston Sprinkle. Um, he's a, um, I don't know if he would call himself an evangelist or a pastor, but I think he's like in Idaho. He's a Caucasian gentleman and he brings people on his podcast. And most of the conversations that he had, I mean, he'll have about like critical race theory, things like that. People either agree, disagree, you know, reparations. But the number one thing that he brings people on there and talks about is about sex, sexuality. He's had transgender. He's had um, homosexual people, but, It was one particular podcast that I remember listening to. And this was around the time that I was starting to, um, I had purchased the Jackie Hill Perry book, which shout out to her uh, gay guy, gay girl, good God. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a gentleman on his show named David Bennett. And I wanted to purchase this guy's book as well. Um, It's called a war of loves. The unexpected story of a gay activist discovering Jesus. Now this gentleman was an atheist and was gay. Mm-hmm. And he gives his testimony on there about finding God, discovering God. And he will tell you, I'm gay. I know I'm gay. Right. Period. But he said, I practice celibacy because I love God more than I love the desire to give my flesh to things that it wants. Right. Those are the kind of discussions. These are the type of people we need to be putting on the forefront. People like David Bennett, people like Jackie Hill Perry, who I'm still upset that when I how I heard about her, she was on um, a podcast with a gentleman named Kev on stage. They had a beautiful discussion, and she said in the on the podcast on, on the um, the show that I am a, a a a woman married to a man with kids that's still attracted to women, mm-hmm. and like. Church folks just went ballistic, and I can't believe you will promote this and had this woman on the show. And it's like, are you hearing what she's saying, though? Mm -hmm. Because first and foremost, God didn't appoint anybody on this earth as a gatekeeper for who gets to heaven or hell. God also did not appoint us to change anybody. Mm -hmm. What God told us to do was love your neighbors as you love yourself, And to tell people the good news. Right. Those were the two things that we were commissioned to do. Everybody that walks this earth, man, woman, child, straight, gay, transgender, whatever, is worthy of love. Right. right. Period. Period. If you don't have love for people in your heart, then you need to check yourself. And, And that's on everything. Because at the end of the day... If you don't love anybody, how are you going to bring them to Christ anyway? Right. Because the Bible said, Paul said what? Some are called to water, others to plant, but God gives the increase. increase. He's the one who is going to allow the increase. And I don't know if we brought this story up before, but it brings me to the time, Shonda, when the gentleman, uh, I don't know if he was just a cross dresser or transgender. He went into the church and the pastor kicked him out and embarrassed him in front of the in front of the uh congregation. the congregation. Now, we don't know what brought that person into the church that day. Right. They could have been they could have been ready to kill themselves and looking for somebody to love them. They could have been the 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 spirit of God could have led them to come to that church. Right. We don't know what that person came in for that day. But the fact that that pastor did what he did and embarrass that person and call them out instead of just showing basic humanity and love. That is why the church is in the way that it is right now, because people don't see basic love and humanity. And I I remember it's a Gandhi quote that says, I love this Jesus that you talk about, but the Christians not so much. Right. Right. Like if, if we, if we live the way, if we lived and treated people the way we talk about Christ, It'll be a lot more people in the church.
2: Absolutely.
0: But we but we talk about a beautiful, loving Christ who loves all, accepts all. John 3, 16. God so loved the world. Mm-hmm. Not Christians, not Jews, not Gentiles, not blacks, not white. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life. Those are the things that we need to be talking about. Those are the things that we need to be doing. But we don't do those things. So, go ahead, Shonda.
2: We've all done something that we should not have done.
0: Not me. <laughs> we've all. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> we have all touched. I mean, with well, that one thing. No, I'm just one. Yeah,
2: we've all touched a forbidden thing at some point or another. My job, after finding out that you have touched a forbidden thing, is to love you more than I hate what you do. mm And if you can't do that, Mm -hmm. you may as well just pack up your Christianity bag, hook it to the back of your car, and drag it on down the road. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not loving people like that, you are the reason or the problem and not the solution. If you are driving people into secrecy and shame, pushing people into the closet, you, ma'am sir, are part of the problem. Yes. This is why the church is full of closeted homosexuals who are, and deacons who are sleeping with people in the back of the church. This is the reason why the Catholic Church is in the state that it's in, because we cover everything up. We shame them and we make them suppress one of the most powerful drives given to a human being by a wonderful, loving God sexuality. And we tell them, you cannot have sex. You should not have sex. Why? When it's so good.
0: Right, well, even, I mean, even. So, e- allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because you've never been married. Well, so, well, I know you I ain't never had sex Shonda? before. No, no. But 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 my thing is this, Shonda. You read the Word, and whether you are Catholic or Protestant, the only difference is that one has Maccabees and the other doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I know one scripture that is in there. It says, I wish all men could be like me and not be married. But it's better to marry than to burn. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean burn like burn in hell, right. how we were taught for so long. It means the burn and the desire of your flesh. Yeah. When you have all this pent up suppression and frustration, it's got to go somewhere. That's even why Paul said, What? He said, Wives don't. Withhold sex from your husband, right? And husbands don't withhold sex from your wife. Why? Because that pent up sex, that's pent up sensuality, mm-hmm. eventually gonna have to go somewhere.
2: That's, bro. That's how we met. You remember know, the <laughs> first class? That's what we talked about. Sexual energy. Right. It's going to come out somewhere. You may as well talk about it. You may as well acknowledge it. And you may as well admit it. You know, you you can't hide it. You can't push that down. You can't pack that up. It's like thirst. It's a drive. You've got to have something to drink. You will die. It's like food. It's a drive. At some point, you've got to eat something for nutrition for your body. Spirituality, it's a drive. You have to have it. There's no connection with God or each other without it sexuality, it is a part of who you are. From the moment you hit this earth, passing through your mother's womb, it is right there with you. You can't ignore it. You can't ignore it.
0: Well, I know one time, Shonda, you said on the podcast that if the first time that, even going back to the outrage about the Superman thing, if the first time that your kids hear about sexuality outside of man and a woman, is from anybody other than you mm-hmm. then you're not doing your job as a parent at, at all, all. <laughs> man that was I jinx but they, watch they it jinx on the TV. at all it's in
2: the cartoons it's
1: right on the school
0: bus i mean even now i mean kids as young as elementary school are telling you oh yeah i know i'm gay yeah. mm-hmm. so it's like you have to have these conversations with your kids so they know what to look for how to navigate in this world right. and not talking about it doesn't mean that it's going to go away.
2: Right. If it's you're important. if you're more angry with the people who are putting gay people on the cartoons and your favorite TV show, because now your favorite TV show has a gay couple, so I'm not watching it anymore. They well, guess what? Your doctor is probably gay. The person who's cleaning your teeth is probably gay. And, hey, Amer- America, King James uh, from your favorite neighborhood Bible was also gay. Hmm but I'm pretty sure you're not going to now start burning King James Bibles.
0: Well, we was taught that the the King James was the only Bible that was getting you to heaven for the longest time. Weren't we told that?
2: Yeah, we were. That was the version that you had to have. Well, guess what he was having behind closed doors. Yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. and, and, And another thing, hold on. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all ways of a man, yet he sinned not. Right. Let me say that one more time. Jesus was tempted in all ways of a man, yet he sinned not.
2: You know you about to start a fire, right? Because I see where you, I'm already where you at, but you about to start a fire. I, let me move so when the rocks come through the window. head
0: <laughs> So that means that at some point, a same-sex issue was at Jesus' feet.
2: I'm pretty sure he traveled in a circle with 12 men all the time. I'm sure he was accused. We've all heard the, the, the theorists, you know, right. the conspiracy theorists that Jesus was gay or that he was sleeping with Mary. Mary and they Mary. had a, a baby, yeah, all you know that stuff. I mean, stuff. there's been so much right. stuff said. But just anybody who travels in a circle with 12 men, the accusation is going to come from somewhere because you can't even have a best friend nowadays without somebody accusing you of sleeping with them behind closed doors. Ask me how I know because <laughs> it happens all the time. But right. let me clear the record. I've never slept with my best friend.
0: Y'all heard that? She's never slept with her best friend.
2: Never slept with my best
0: friend. It'll make that kind of awkward.
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> Us just, hey, just going to the movies would never be the same after that.
0: Ever again.
2: No, never have.
0: So, and, and also, and I brought this up before in a previous podcast, but if you're new to the show and this will be the first time you listen listening, the Bible says that David loved Jonathan the way a husband loves a wife. It said that emphatically that David loved Jonathan the way that a husband loves a wife. So what does that tell you about their relationship? So it could have been accusations there. Absolutely. I mean, but we know how David was, (laughs) we, (laughs) we we know how David was, but that's how much love he had for Jonathan. Absolutely. So it's okay to be able to have a friendship like you have with your best friend, Mm-hmm. And for people not to even think, why why you can't have somebody that you're that close with? Because you probably would say about your best friend, I love my best friend like a a, a, a wife would love a husband.
2: I love my best friend more than some wives love their husbands. Because I'm yeah, not that's trying to figure out how to get rid of her. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not sitting there home thinking about how the way she breathes make me sick. I'm not sitting there home thinking about a bunch of reasons and things that I don't like about her. I respect her. We have some of the most honest and transparent conversations ever because the highest form of love is honesty. And if you are sitting at a table with somebody that you can't be honest with, don't tell me that you love them because you don't. Yeah. Bam.
1: Man, give her some. Give her you something. <laughs> Just <laughs> You don't.
0: So what you got to say, Law?
1: You know that was a lot. I'm trying to hear. <laughs> you, know, you know how they say. You, Lauren's
0: like, I didn't know we was uh, going to church today. You, you know
1: you gotta. You know when you get a steak, you gotta cut it up in small pieces right. so you can swallow it. You know and savor it. You know, I absolutely agree with every single thing that y'all said. It's it's literally about us being accountable. For absolutely. What we do or don't do. Like Shonda said, are you fixing the problem or are you adding to it? A lot of people want to act like that they have it all together. They don't. But the reason why you can act like you have it all together is because you sit on the pool. You have somebody following behind you. But the rest of us, oh, no, don't hear Sister Lauren cussing. Sister Sister Lauren cussing? Oh, Sister Lauren gonna have to go sit down, <laughs> but you, no more,
0: no more uh, leading a, a worship team,
1: right? But you get outside, and not only are you cussing, you cuss your kids out on the way to church, your wife out, you cuss her out every single night, or your husband. But it's about living in your truth. See, the the thing about the difference between the church and the people in the world, the people in the world are not going to lie to you. If, if, they're, if they are a drug addict, they're going to tell you, I like to get high. I get high in the morning, after I eat my breakfast, after I go to the bathroom, in between my travel time to work, I go outside on my lunch break, and for dinner. But in the church, we put on our nice clothes. We have our Bibles. We have our notebooks and our nice pen that's specific to the house of the Lord, don't touch my pen, don't don't touch my notebook, don't you touch my Bible. And we think because we dress it up, it's not gonna come out. It's coming out. It's coming out like never before. And that's why when people come out, when they come from the street and they come into the church and they get delivered and God heal them instantly and God frees them instantly, it's because they are they are already well aware of who they are and where they are. It's us that walk around with the mess.
0: Well, go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: We walk around with the baggage. We walk around sick. We walk around with all these different things because we can't even be honest. I mean, and that's one of the commandments.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's funny because I know as a black man, raising a black man, that one thing, especially it's not as much now, but when I was coming up, you— you told black men, don't pull your pants up, dress a certain type of way because you didn't want to give the appearance that you were a criminal. Mm-hmm. Because if you were a black man that wore a hoodie or your pants kind of sagged or you wore a certain type of jeans or a certain type of gym shoes, then you were automatically looked at as a criminal. So your parents told you dress a certain way, wear polos, collared shirts, button up, you know, because that's going to stop them from killing you. It didn't stop them from killing you. So what I'm saying is when you come to church and the Bible says come as you are, that means just come as you are. Right. It ain't a suit, a three-piece suit, it ain't a a, 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 a long enough dress, or a high enough turtleneck, or the the the, the best Gucci shoes that is going to cover up. Any of the other issues you got. Because at the end of the day, some of the biggest criminals in this country wear suits every day to work.
2: You would never look at them and think what they do. Look at the mob.
1: Look at all the mob movies. Right. uh, They're going to work.
0: Dressed in a... they 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 they, tailored suits. Tailored suits.
1: Absolutely. The best suits you'll find.
0: (laughs) So at the end of the day... An appearance tells us nothing. That's why the Bible says what? Let the wheat and the tear grow together. I do the separating. Mm-hmm. Not I, meaning me. I, meaning Christ Jesus.
2: Can, can I piggyback off of that before you finish? Go ahead. When, when people come in, when people come into the church, or when people, let's just leave the church out of it. When people come to Christ, when people come to Jesus, he can deliver you immediately. Residue of the life you've lived, doesn't always go away immediately. Some of that comes off. You remember, I think it was the the lepers that, that got healed, and he told them to go and wash, and they got healed as they went. There are some things that fall off of you as you go. We don't give people time for residue to fall off. We make them suppress that. You know, don't wear that, don't wear this, put that on, take that off, take those earrings off, don't wear that lipstick. Now we're causing people to suppress whatever it is that they feel instead of educating them about the process of being on the wheel or the process that happens when you come to Jesus. What do you think happens when we do that? Now you've just taken the focal point. Off of them coming to Jesus and put it back on how they look and and all these trivial things that they were running to him from in the first place.
0: And they think I'm never going to be able to get this this residue off of me. Right. So maybe this is where I should be. And, and 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 we can't do that. And and I think about all of the the the, the souls that we've lost. The you know I bring it back to like uh, me and my cousin yesterday. She talked about how she grew up in the apostolic church. And a lot of the friends that she had that she grew up with, they either don't go to church no more, have no desire to go to church anymore. Um, Some of them didn't die. I mean, it's like, and we just see these numbers slowly dwindling. Why? Because the church is not a place that you go for love. Well, one, the church isn't a building. So we need to get over that. So when you give your disclaimer, you're giving your disclaimer for a building. The church is a people.
2: It is a people.
0: So if, so if a people are offended, just say that. But if the church can't be offended, so I'll just leave that at that. So anyway. Okay. I love it. <laughs> so okay. anyway, but I'm just saying, at the end of the day, we have, to, we have to start being honest. And Lauren said it at the beginning. Being honest is the only way that we're going to get out of this rut that we're in. Yes. And if we're not honest with ourselves... That's what, that's what, like, at the end of the day, I think of Job. And Job was going through what he was going through. And what did Job do? Job got to the point where he shaved his head and he went before his offering naked. Mm-hmm. Stripped his clothes off. Naked I came in this world. Naked I leave. Right. Because he, he. I'm bare in front of you. What is going on here? We have to be like that.
2: I ain't got nothing left. I ain't, I ain't got, got nothing, nothing th-
0: to lose, literally. And the Bible and, and, and the Bible tells us, confess our sins one to another, but we can't do that because people going to judge you when you try to tell them, I'm struggling with this, instead of saying, I love you, whatever you're going through. I might not understand it. I might not be able to give you the words that is going to help you, but I love you, And and just as important and more important, Christ still loves you. Yes. But we don't do that. We be like, wait, like, if you would have came in here today, Shonda, and said, you know what, y'all, I done backslid. I'm back doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And we, me and Lauren looked at you as like,
2: <laughs>
0: like, oh. Instead of, no, I will hug you and tell you I love you. Yeah. Do you want me to pray with you? What can I do? Cause I'm, st- cause I'm not like one thing, and I- I'm, I'm gonna be fully transparent. Let's do it. i when I first met Shonda. Shonda has short hair, wears hoodies, jeans, gym shoes. Doesn't you know? Um, so you look at her and you would think, oh, she's a lesbian. Period. I mean, I'm just. Would you, Shonda? Run it.
2: We ain't got no issues.
0: But when I met Shonda, I never. And, and we started vibing. I never asked her what her sexuality was, whether she w- had been in a relationship like that before, because it wasn't about that. Right. Our vibe wasn't about who you used to be. Right. Our vibe was about who you are now and how you're making me feel when we're talking, when, when you're encouraging me, when you're lifting me up, when you're talking about. Pain, guilt and, and things like that and, and, and the way you would teach and, 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 and help and all that other stuff. So whatever you used to struggle with or whatever you are struggling with didn't matter because I loved you for who you were. Not because how you dress, not because you used to wear the French, what you say, the French? Yeah, that French roll. <laughs> that French roll and things like that. Yeah, like, I had it, Lord. Yeah. yeah, I
1: had that, French. I <laughs> had that, I had that sanctified French roll, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't wear it a couple times or yeah, two, and
0: yeah. I'm only 30. <laughs> right. But but you understand what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. like, at the end of the day, our relationship was never based on. And, and, and until you brought it up on the podcast, that was stuff I never knew. Right. I knew you had a son. I never asked you, like, how'd you have a son? Where did right. that? I never asked you any of that right. because it, that w- it didn't matter to me because I loved you for you, right. and that's how people should be with people. Exactly. Because however Braden got here or however your oldest son TJ, TJ right mm-hmm. got here, it don't matter. You they your kids you love them and whether you adopted them whether you birthed them whatever however they got here they was your kids you loved them. Right. So it wasn't for me to see here and be and 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 and. Shonda, did I ever ask you any questions? None. Did I ever Zero. even insinuate like, nope. did, Lauren? Did I ever come to you and be like, did Shonda used to be gay?" Nope. Like nothing because <laughs> it, it, I, mean. I didn't care, right?
2: right. It don't matter. I don't care. My life has always been open. I am who I am, and my issue has always been people who, who assume without asking me. Have some conversation with me. But I didn't care. You know, you didn't care. You know, I mean for people who do care. Mm-hmm. Cause I will clear I will clarify one thing for sure. I I don't want you. Right? <laughs> You're That's safe. You it's are okay. safe with me. It's all good.
0: There it is. There
1: y'all go for the people in the back.
0: <laughs> yeah, so at the end of the day What is your relationship with somebody and why are you friends with them? Why are you, because at the end of the day, I'll be honest with you. Other than my family, I think I might have one friend outside of my family. And I consider you family, Shonda, so that I'm not including you no. with that.
1: So you don't count.
0: Yeah, so you don't no. count. Did you
1: see my family? Yeah, you don't so you don't, you don't count. You count. You got family. You family. Yeah, you in the right, family, Not. Right. Nah. Right. Carry on. Yeah. You
0: you're in the all family. Right. Okay. But it, within my family, I only have maybe one friend that might be saved. Mm-hmm. Like one. But the few, because I don't have a lot, but the right. couple other ones, they not saved. Right. I don't judge them for their lifestyle because what they add to me, as friends and what I add to them as friends isn't about their lifestyle. Right. They respect me for the way I live my life and I respect them for the way they live their life. I'm not judgmental about the things that they do, the right. people that they they're with, however they live their lives. I love them for who they are and how they make me feel when I'm with them.
2: Absolutely. And if
0: you can't just love people for who they are and how they make you feel, but you, you're afraid. It almost reminds me of like Paul, of uh, excuse Peter when he was with Paul and they was with the uh the the gentiles and they eating the meat and having a good time and then as soon as the the the, the apostles came then Paul wanted to rebuke them and all this other stuff and Peter excuse Peter wanted to rebuke them and Paul was like just go somewhere bro right <laughs> like you was just having a good time with a but but the but the peanut gallery show up and now all right. of a sudden oh, what are y'all do? Y'all eating this unclean meat? Right. You know, even though that bacon was good, I just, y'all eating that
2: unclean <laughs> meat. Can I get extra bacon, please.
0: I mean, you understand what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 that's how it is. Like they a vibe with somebody. Like I'm pretty sure most church folks got unsaved friends, but they ain't gonna tell you because no. this is like.
1: And
0: they don't tell you they don't, they listen to other kind of music other than gospel. Right. They don't tell you that neither No, they be in their car listening to that uh. Did Don't you, you talk about no keep
1: sweating no Luther, you know you can't right. talk right, about them. Right. Wait, Big
2: Luther, or little Luther. Big Luther. Big, oh, Luther, big Luther,
0: <laughs> <Okay>. Big <laughs> Luther.
2: Big <laughs> <We need> Luther. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Because the pox still be flowing.
2: Yeah. We can't suppress anything. Yeah. You know, there there are some things we shouldn't do. Yeah. But we need to be honest about what we are doing. Mm-hmm. We need to be honest about what we're feeling. We need to be honest about what we're saying. We need to tell the truth. And I always tell my friends that, whether they are saved or not, hey, just tell the truth. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. You ain't going to have no fallout from me. Mm-hmm. Tell me the truth. Everything else we could work on, my issue is going to be if I find out you lying. Mm-hmm. Because if you lying, I can't trust you. Suppression leads to obsession. You ain't got to lie. Because I don't want you to create no habit of lying, trying to hide the fact that you lying. Mm-hmm. We need to let people be who they are. And if you are who you are, then you'll influence who I am. If you are really who you say you are, if you tell the truth and let God's word do what it do, I'll be changed by
0: it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like,
2: But it ain't changed you.
0: Absolutely. Well, even you remember there was an issue that happened at our church with me where somebody accused me of having a relationship with somebody that I wasn't having a relationship with. And they called you and the pastor and all this other stuff. And what did I say to you, Shonda? Shonda was like, "I don't believe it," because my I thing. D- I knew, and I t- even told to. my pastor. I said, "You ain't ever got to worry about nobody in this church ever coming to you saying I did something with them. I said, "Now nah, somebody from the outside of this <laughs> church may come That's in a here." Different story. Now, and I said that same thing that you, didn't you now, sure did, now Shonda. I said, "Now nah, somebody from the outside, it's it's a possibility," right. because I said I can't be in church trying to pray on Sunday. Knowing that the person in the uh, the aisle next to me mm-hmm. that I'm smashing on the regular, right? I just I can't. Right. It won't happen. And it was like, now, if you would have found out later, oh, it did happen. Then it is, but I, it didn't. Right. It wasn't no need. To, no not even close, What's like n- not a rub or inappropriate, <laughs> this man. you know, I'm just not saying rub. what, not an like, inappropriate like rub, not no, like one of them slow touches where it's right, like, right, right. all right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then
2: let me go slow. Right. right. None, <laughs> none of that. It wasn't, wasn't that. none
0: of that. Right. But it was like, you know, but you know, but it was like, and I was, I was transparent in all of that. Like, nah, if something was going on, I, I'd be the first one. My, and that's one thing that my pastor tell you. I will tell them like, all right, yeah, look, I, I messed up.
2: Right.
0: I did. I messed up. Because I, I feel like I can't sit here and just be like, yeah, I messed up. I did it. Right. Now, now, now how do we handle that? Exactly. Because at the end of the day, if I came to you now and be like, Shonda, I'm I'm doing so and so, you ain't going to be sitting here. You'd be like, all right, B, so what do we do now?
2: Right. Like, okay, what's the plan? Right. Right. <laughs> Like, okay, and we are, had a are you done? and
0: we had a conversation before then right. where you just gave some advice. You understand what I'm saying? We you didn't see here and be like, "You going to hell?" Right.
2: You're going you
1: going to hell? You didn't say any of that. People people gasoline, know that. Like With
2: gasoline, like gasoline. <laughs> <Your> gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you. <laughs> help me out. I got you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so but that's how it needs to be. Am yeah, I right, Lauren? Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, me and Lauren. She can call me. I can call her and have honest conversations. Stefan, even though he not here, me and Stefan, me and Stephen talk almost every day, because it's iron sharpening iron. Absolutely. Because there are things that he struggles with that he needs my help with. There's things that I struggle with that I need his help with. Right. Lauren knows she called me at twelve in the morning and say she just need to talk. I'ma Don't listen.
1: Answer. Right. He you might know, be like, it can't wait till tomorrow,
2: but he gonna talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. you understand what I'm saying. Shonda, know if she needed anything, she called me up. If I got it to give, I I'm can gonna give.
2: Get it. Absolutely.
0: So at the end of the day, we just need to be honest about who we are. <laughs> we need to be up. <laughs> Jesus. Somebody
2: got some chalk. I need a chalk line.
0: <laughs> like, I know y'all just wonder where this this outburst and laugh just came from. So I just say that's just something happened off Mike. And Shonda's face just, just was worth a million words. So just, just trust me. It, it was something happened off Mike that was just hilarious. And uh, we're just, <laughs> we're just, uh, <laughs> Jesus, Lord, Ooh. Jesus, Lord, Jesus, Lord. I might... wasn't ready. Was ready? <laughs> Speaking of being honest.
2: <laughs> oh, so, right.
0: uh, shoot. Yes. That was funny.
1: <laughs>
0: I thank you, Jesus, man. That was you funny. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot so um listen I want you to know I love y'all and this has been an excellent conversation and I think we could talk about this for about two hours
2: absolutely
0: but we're gonna uh start wrapping it up so we're gonna uh hit them closing statements but I think that this was a very good discussion I think it was one that was much needed I think this is might be something that we might broach later and really, um, dive into and things like that. And before we go, do you have any, just real quick, any block is hot, Shonda, or that was the, the block is hot.
2: You know, the, the block is already hot. It's, it's, yeah. The block stay
0: hot. What about you, Lauren? You got anything? So I'm just going to, here's my block is hot real quick. And I don't know how old the video is, but my uncle last night sent me a video. Showing a pastor spanking people. What? Mm. They were laying face down on, on the, the altar. Men and women, he's spanking them. And I didn't know why he was spanking them, but the, it was just whatever reason he was, it was trifling. So my uncle said he was going to do some research on it. So he called me today and told me that it was a, a pastor in Africa who was spanking them mm. because they hadn't paid their tithe. What now? Oh, wow. So, um, I do have one, but
2: get the right finish.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, he was spanking them because they hadn't paid their tithes and offerings. So, I know the block is hot, just a little quick thing, but I just say this that one. (laughs) No adult should ever be spanking another adult unless it's married folks and they doing stuff in the comfort of their own bedroom. So (laughs) listen, but the
2: the church won't even let you a husband spank his wife. You can't even have a a nice little private dungeon in your own house. Get out of people's bedrooms. Mm.
0: But but for you to be spanking somebody Mm. because they Mm. ain't paid no tithes and offering is ridiculous. So that that's the block is hot that I had.
2: Listen, mine, mine is this. I don't know if you guys saw the, the clip that is recirculating uh, about Leandria Johnson. Leandria was, and she had a hashtag, drunken video. I'm going to tell you what before. I like about Leandria, and I'm not excusing her behavior at all, and I'm not trying to absolve her of any type of accountability. Um, I don't think you should pick up the phone to go live if, if you drunk. Mm-hmm. Whether you saved or not. But I'll tell you what I like about her. I, I love the fact that she is brutally honest. Mm-hmm. She would throw her own self, you know, on on the sword. And I think that she is an example that for for everybody to tell the truth, you don't have to hide it, and you can heal and recover from it once you expose whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you I don't care if I don't care if you're drunk, I don't care if you're getting high. I don't care if you're having sane sex activities behind closed doors. I don't care what it is. If you are promiscuous and you're jumping from peen to peen, it doesn't matter to me what it is you're doing. You ain't got to hide it. Tell the truth about it. You can recover from anything. You cannot heal what you hide.
0: Mm. Amen. So we going to, uh, the block was hot. Definitely. The show has been hot. So I'm going to let you close out first, Lauren. Go ahead.
1: Uh, The only thing that I want to leave with you guys is, I I know y'all probably like, she acts like she a love doctor, but I'm not, okay? (laughs) What I would say is that the Bible tells us with love and kindness has He drawn us. So in everything that you do, do it in love. Every situation that you come across where you have the, the decision to either judge or show love, Choose love. Love literally goes the longest way. It's not the easy choice, but the long-term effects of leading with love is worth and more rewarding than those couple seconds that you chose to tear a person down.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Shonda.
2: we've we've talked about a lot of things. So I just want to say this um, as to give a a way out. If you're feeling stuck in any situation, whether you're stuck in the closet, out of the closet, a way out is this. And it's the story of Elisha and Elijah. When Elisha decided that he was going to follow Elijah, one of the things that he did was he burned up his plow and he killed his oxen. That was his plan B. I'm not going back to it. So that's my suggestion for anybody who is looking for a way out. Sell all the way out. Kill your oxen. Burn your plow. Go head first towards what it is you want. And don't worry about any contingency plans. And it took him six years to get the double portion that he asked for. Doesn't matter how long it takes you to get it. If you sell all the way out, you can come out of anything.
0: Amen, amen. Thanks for that, Shonda. Appreciate it. That was good. That was good. Well, I'm not going to say much. I think we've said a lot today already on this podcast, so I'm just going to keep it uh sweet and simple, and I'll just say this. To quote the great William Shakespeare, this above all to thy own self be true. And with that being said, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Road to the Masters, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And until next time, thank you and God bless.